Welcome to the apartment. I'm Asfali. This is Ali Baluch. And guys, my, 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 my. We have a great episode for them today. We got, this is especially an episode for people who are interested in the arts and uh, creativity and how to keep that flowing and and just and, finding and what's distinct. right for you and finding that voice and sticking true to what is what feels honest yeah to you, which is why yeah well, we got our, our really close friend um yes. one of the top comedians in los angeles mm-hmm. um fahim anwar and when we say top comedians we mean that he's a comedian's comedian meaning like to be a big comic and to stand out in la is extremely hard and for yeah. the past 10 years he's been working on his craft Very and consistently. he's consistently been absolutely hilarious yeah and he's he's been on tv and movies he's been all over you take afghani people to go see him every two weeks or every week i always have guests come in and i always go watch his comedy shows and i'm like honestly in tears tears. he's hilarious i'm in tears yeah um i think this episode is very for uh, a more mature audience absolutely who are very serious about trying to understand the creative process that a lot of these um creatives have Mm -hmm. um and also learning how to make the decisions uh, in your career, not just based off of what you think will work for you or, yeah. or like that, that what other quick, people want or that quick little momentary right. doing like. things because and as cr- creative people, you got to look at the long term and how yeah. to stay focused and yeah. build a career and not just, you know, a, a thing. Yeah. Just the importance of longevity is pretty highlighted. Yeah. The um, uh, episode. So, um, so I think you guys will really like it. We get into Hollywood. We get into him working with Tina Fey. Oh yeah, um, the creating characters for stand-up, developing jokes. Yeah, and um, uh, for those of you guys who are watching this on YouTube, if mm-hmm. you guys are on the go and you guys can't watch the entire uh, video, mm-hmm. uh, hop over to our iTunes. We have this episode. The audio is available on iTunes, mm-hmm. SoundCloud, and Stitcher. And if you're listening to this on iTunes and you just got home from like your long commute and you want to watch the rest of the episode. Check us out on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, this is it. Enjoy. Wow. Baby, Fahim, go get it. Today we have Fahim Anwar. Yes, we do. Fahim is a talented. Ooh. He's not just like. Wait till you hear this, man. He's not just okay, but he's talented. He's very talented. He's, he's a talented comedian. Yeah. Actor, director, and writer. Mm-hmm. Now, I've said director before, but this guy is a director. Like an actual one. Like an actual director. Mm-hmm. Fahim recently was on Late Night with Seth Meyers. With Seth Myers, and Conan O'Brien, and Conan at the same time. Are you allowed to do that to chair to <laughs> double dip NBC hosting yeah, yeah. networks? Well, we didn't let them know, mm. you know, because they want you to do. Mm. This isn't true at all. Okay. And the <laughs> listeners, they're like, oh, they get territorial There's over some this drama. They no, can't, you could do all of them. It doesn't matter. They won't allow their comedians to hop networks. Yeah, <laughs> he was on a series. He he was a series regular on NBC's Chuck. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. That was just a one time. That was a guest star. We argued about this, Come on, you gotta, and you yeah. kept saying it was a guest star, and I kept saying it was a recurring. Really, you didn't do more than just one episode. Really, uh, I was Chuck just like, versus the Nacho Sampler, and okay, but a series regular on MTV's Disaster Date, yes, and Guy Code, yes. Mm-hmm. MTV's been good. To me. MTV's, MTV's been, been real nice. Oh yeah. <laughs> Last year, he made his feature film debut. Or actually, it was this year. Uh, uh, no, I would say last or year. Late last year, early yeah. this year. So, yeah. uh, he made his feature film debut in Tina Fey's Tango Whiskey Foxtrot. Who else was in that movie? Uh, you? Alfred Molina. Alfred, I mean, this, he played Dr. Who Octopus else? in one That's of the Spider-Man right. movies. Isn't that great? Like, he's, he's like a very... Uh, established and great actor yeah. he's done many things but that's but the thing I remember yeah same here like I'm like Doc Ock <laughs> oh he's my like, god you're I've Dr. done legitimate theaters yeah. sir yeah. <laughs> he was in it uh, Tina Fey was in it Tina Fey Martin, Margot Robbie Margot Robbie was in Harley Quinn yeah. in Suicide uh, Squad Martin Freeman yeah uh, from the original the Office and the original the, Office and The Hobbit but uh, what's funny it's like she did Suicide Squad, Margot Robbie. Yeah. You know, this mm-hmm. was the movie before that. Oh. So she had to like she had a personal trainer. Oh, she's that, getting ripped. Yeah, that was the time that she was supposed to be getting ripped for mm-hmm. Suicide Squad. That's crazy. And she like kept on dodging the personal trainer kind of, Why? or just because she, she was it. busy and had things. So like I was just kicking it with her trainer the whole time when I was in New oh. Mexico. He's like, well, do he's you a really work cool out? dude. <laughs> yeah, you didn't film in Afghanistan. No, believe it or not. Where do they where do they <laughs> shoot that? New Mexico. God damn it. Which, you know I what mean, they say? New Mexico, the new Afghanistan. You know, people say that a lot. Yeah. yeah. I don't know yeah. how you feel about your town doubling as Afghanistan. <laughs> That's not a good sign for businesses coming in being like, you want to start your business here. Mm-hmm. We are known as the new Afghanistan. The new Afghanistan. Like a less strict Afghanistan. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, 
He was re- recently listed as one of the top 10 rising comedians in LA. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. You know, that's, I would, the, that's so, the ultimate, you know, authoritative source mm-hmm. on comedians in the scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not just one guy's opinion who has yeah. a blog, you know? Yeah. It's like they poll everybody. It's very scientific. They there's do the comedy algorithm. meters that come to the clubs yeah. and there's these meters with the needle moving. Yeah, yeah. They're and mine like, was off the chart. They're just like, oh, this guy's got it. This guy's yeah, got it. totally. <laughs> it's, it's that guy's opinion, whoever wrote that blog piece, article. Was it Variety or something? And, was it? and it was uh, my personal bias as well. I was yeah, like, I agree well. with that. Top yeah. 10, yeah. if yeah. not number one. But anyway, um, welcome to the apartment. Welcome back to the apartment. Thank you. Comedian from not LA. Seattle. That's correct. Yeah. Correct. Uh, how, and you didn't really, I mean, you've, you've gone over this multiple times on like almost every interview you have, right. but you, you studied, you got a degree in engineering first mm. before you kind of dove in. Uh, I mean, you're kind of doing it at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. But you finished school in and you actually did it. You didn't, you weren't like the guy who's like, I'm going to drop out yeah. and be a juggler. Yeah, no. I You're like, I'm going to finish this because <laughs> yeah. who knows what will happen out there. Kind of. It just sort of seemed like uh, leverage. So I got the degree in mechanical engineering mm-hmm. and I got a job at Boeing mm-hmm. in Long Beach. So that allowed me, because I knew I wanted to come out here. Yeah. And that was the closest I can get to kind of Hollywood, Long Beach. Yeah. yeah. So I'd work by day, do stand up at night. I would drive up to Hollywood. I would see him. Yeah. He would... In, in Hollywood, he would drive all the way up after work. And that's a long-ass drive. It's like 40, 40 minutes. 40 minutes 40, with no 45. traffic. Yeah. With no traffic. Yeah, I'm, I'm very familiar up. with the 710. And just to like trucks, hang out. It'd be just him hanging out just to get some FaceTime because that's what you have to do. Yeah. And you, so you just hang out just so the guy sees you and he's like, hey, man. Cool yeah. Oh, you're you. still alive. All right. And that's yeah, it. Yeah. So that's part of it. I have a question. Why did you pick mechanical engineering? There's lots of other engineerings. Yeah. Which right. is the actual term, right? Engineerings? So what happened was... I think uh, when it came time to choose a major, I told mm-hmm. my dad, I'm like, I want to do, I think it was a theater degree. I want to oh, do, oh, yeah. oh no. I mean, I'm he, so glad now you told that he put your, the kibosh on it. Yeah. You told your Afghan dad that you want to do like, yeah, theater. Yeah, yeah. I want to learn interpretive dance right. <laughs> for <Basically>. $40,000. So <laughs> he said no. And then I just kept on like pitching more and more kind of, kind of watered down versions. This of was that. your practice of pitching to a network? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just taking notes. Just, yeah, yeah, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be. Or I picture this, I'm a what dancer. About, yeah. So then it was directing mm-hmm. and then no on that. And then I think it was, it was like copywriting or, or English major or something. He's like, no, basically engineering is what we compromised with. Mm-hmm. And then there's so many of what them. What was the ideal? If engineering mean? was a compromise, then what did they really want? What did oh, he oh, like medicine. Oh, to, for you to be like a, like, a doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or like, or dentist, but okay. probably doctor, you know? So they're like, I like how that's like the immigrant compromise of like, all right, I guess I'll let you be a mechanical engineer. Yeah, yeah, that was so easy. Like they're disappointed that, (laughs) so I'm settling for engineering. (laughs) And there's so many uh, fields in it. I'm like, I I don't really care. And then my best friend who lived next door, uh, David Bradley, shout out. Shout out to David Bradley, (laughs) DB. He was doing uh, mechanical engineering. And I was like, I'll do mechanical. I'll be with my friend. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I that's chose it. it. Just because I would have classes with my Can friend. Can I say that's the best kind of peer pressure I've ever heard? But it wasn't Usually, even peer pressure. I was just yeah. like, yo, what kind are you doing? And he's like, he's a mechanical. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. I'll do that. <laughs> okay. So you got, you graduate. Mm-hmm. Uh, you graduated school. Did you come to LA right off the bat? Pretty much. So I graduated mm-hmm. and then uh, like a few months went by or whatever. I had a full interview with Boeing Long Beach and then afterwards yeah. they gave me an offer. And I think like in the fall, like September sometime is yeah. when I came in Long Beach. And Do you feel like you did something? Shop. You feel like you did something in that interview that made them go, this is a guy? Or was it you just know, like he has a degree? Actually, there was a joke that happened. So I'm on the oh, phone shit. with like, <laughs> this is a something. I'm in my PJs too. It's yeah. great. Yeah, like, yeah. Doing phone interviews. Mm-hmm. They just think you're in a tux. So, <laughs> but I'm just like in my pajamas after eating a bowl of cereal. <laughs> And so I'm just answering all these engineering questions and stuff. And I think there's like three bosses on the phone. Mm-hmm. And then it just goes out, you know, like there's dial tone. Oh, shit. And then so then they call me back and then I pick up. And they're like, oh, sorry about that. And I go, oh, I, th- I thought you guys hung up on me. Or I thought you guys didn't like my answer and hung up on me, <laughs> which isn't like the most brilliant but joke. But I guess in, in like corporate oh world, there's God. like, bah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think that greased the wheels a little bit. <laughs> They're like, this guy's got everything. Yeah. He knows math. He's quick he's on his it. feet. He's yeah. got good phone humor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, before you get to LA, 
you kind of like developed your comedy roots in Seattle. Yeah, so I started right? doing stand up right after senior year of high school. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I was like 18, and that summer is when I started. And throughout college, I was just doing stand up in school. Yeah. So I was in Seattle for about four years mm-hmm. doing stand up before I, I moved. And yeah, that's a good chunk of time to really yeah. get a, a feel for who you are and what your voice is comedically or how to write a joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, how was it living with, well, not living with, being in Afghan, having your parents approve of what you're doing? Were they totally chill, like, oh, you can go off and do your comedy? As long as you're doing school, or were they like, they're like, were you doing a, it under a phase? Were you like sneaking out. out at night, jumping off the roof, you know, like uh, a little bit of both. Like, oh, so no. they were, I mean, I wasn't sneaking out and all this stuff, but yeah. they, you know, they weren't gung ho about me doing stand up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they were cool with my performance stuff when I was uh, in high school and mm-hmm. everything. You did theater in high school. Yeah, I think for like a year or two I did you did theater. A fucking, you did a backflip. <laughs> yeah, if you go on YouTube and like, we're gonna put the link. My name, we're gonna put flip. the link in this. And, and yeah, I put it up on YouTube. You I, did a I, I do a backflip off the stage. I mean, not intentionally. Not intentionally. I just fall <laughs> off and I take the speaker off with me, and you can hear the crowd gasp because the they play? think I died. Was it a play? It was Kiss Me, Kate. Wow, you mm-hmm. musical. You were like, listen. This is a. You took it eight mile. You were like, you only get oh, yeah. one opportunity. It was closing night because I had hit that backflip. It was a round off to backflip. Yeah. You know, get that momentum going. <laughs> I'm just because I, I remember watching this video. That's why I'm just, I, the video is yeah. hilarious because if yeah. you watch it, it's like very much like that grainy handy cam yeah. footage. Oh, this like is like some mini DV. It's yeah. American, a uh, funniest home videos or yeah. whatever. And you, know. you see him, and you're like, oh man, this guy's got the juice, and you're like so into it, and you clearly have done it before, so you have that confidence of like nothing can go wrong. I've done this. <laughs> this is Adele's sixth night at yeah. the Staples Center. You got this it. This is what I do. This is what I do. What I live for. And then you do the flip, and then they're like, where did this guy go? <laughs> well, I landed on my heels. Yeah, and then uh, you just like Because it was closing up. night, and I was just way too amped. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and when you land on your heels, there's all this momentum taking you backwards. So then it's like, that's also one of my favorite things when I watch people whose like, upper body is going faster than their legs. <laughs> and then they like, try to catch up, but it's not going to happen. So it's just like impending doom. Yeah, yeah. So I'm backtracking, and then I take a monitor off the stage with mm-hmm. me. And oh, everyone's yeah. like, oh. <gasps> Because it looked very violent. And then I was just so embarrassed. I will Luckily, say, for I the people that went to that play, they were probably like, yeah, the stunts in this show. Yeah. They were, that's why they were there. They were there to watch that. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> you gave the people what they paid for. They think that's what it is. I have to do that every show from now on. Like, but then I just did a somersault back on the stage so quickly because yeah. I was so embarrassed. And they were like into And it. people thought it, that was part of the play. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. okay. So, so like check a, that out. This guy's got the goods. But basically, yeah, parents weren't into it. And it was like I was doing heroin, you know. <laughs> I would come home from the comedy club. My mom's like, your father's worried about you. <laughs> yeah, if engineering what is, is a What is compromise? this comedy? Is it worth throwing your yeah. life away for? Yeah. yeah. And uh, so, but so long as I was getting the grades and still mm-hmm. going to engineering school, there's really... There was nothing they could really say. Yeah. Huh. And then, you know, I got a job and I'm, then now I'm on my own. They're still not, they're not about it, but yeah. I'm supporting myself. I'm still a functioning member of society. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, and what about now? Are they? Because yeah. your brother is a dentist. Yeah, my brother's a so dentist. So do they always kind of like when you guys hang out, because you guys are very close, you guys hang out all the time. Do they kind of just like, do you ever find them just like looking at you? Like, and well, and like looking at your brother and, and being like, like, what happened yeah. here? Yeah, he slam dunk. Way. He slam did. Dunk. Yeah, I always say my parents are one for two. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so what I'm saying is like when they see that, because I have cousins like that, and they'll just like look at them and be like, what happened? Here? Yeah. How, how is it so, how is the difference so wide in career paths? But I kind of did do the regular thing. Like I have it in me. And True, I think yeah. my dad knows that there's all this wasted potential. Like, I could be a doctor and be miserable, yeah, you know, yeah, but yeah. like, that's not a factor today. Like mm-hmm. happiness has no equation for immigrant parents, in immigrant parents, sons lives, I mean, you not know, about it's you like, being happy. It's about making money. Yeah. Like what, what does feelings have to do with yeah. anything? <laughs> it's a job. Shut I up. have a, I have a, yeah, I have a family. When I have company over, I need a talking point. <laughs> what is, what does your happiness have to do with anything? You're yeah. like, you're ruining his interviews when he hangs out with his friends. Yeah. You're like, so what does your son do? He's like, ah, next pass. I feel like it'd just be best if he says my son's addicted to drugs than to be like, my son is in the arts and doing comedy and following his dreams. Then it would, ma- it would make sense then when we're acting the way we are. It's like, just, oh, yeah. he's on drugs. It's of just like, he wants to it's be like, an artist. Yeah. Yeah. It's cause it's it, to them. It's like the same thing. Like you're just throwing money away. You're burning money on something that's just 
fleeting that and to want to have a job that is actually fulfilling that's a very american thing to want to have a job that to follow your dreams yeah to do what makes yeah. you happy and they're like what that's, yeah totally yeah it's, it's, but i think with every job i book or it's becoming easier as it's becoming more and more uh legitimate i guess yeah you know, little tv spots here and there it's easier for, it's an easier pill for them to swallow so now they're I mean, they're not like Team Fahim or whatever, like in the stands. They haven't printed the shirts yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you still get phone calls to come back and maybe get back into engineering. I think it's so far gone now at this point. Like they don't. Yeah. Yeah. How did this? Like, how did they take it when you're like, I'm giving up uh, engineering? Yeah, because you were already working at your job, so I'm sure that they were like. You're at Boeing for how long? Like three and a half years. Yeah. Uh, you know, they didn't take it as bad as I thought. I mean, obviously, it wasn't they weren't happy about it right but i think i had already been supporting myself for three and a half years and mm -hmm. uh so there's an element of like uh relief just to know that i can do that so and i've already been out of their hair for a while like not yeah. that I was a, a troubled youth or anything but mm -hmm. i think they knew i'd be okay or they were skeptical but like he's smart enough he can handle himself he'll be fine yeah or if they just learned to deal with the resistance for so long that yeah yeah have you ever been to afghanistan i haven't Wow, you've never been. No. Have you? Uh, oh, yeah, you, you've he's gone. Been I've gone like three times. I Isn't think? it like bad now? Now it's bad. Where in Afghanistan is your family from? Kabul. Oh, oh okay. Okay. okay, so... Uh, when did they come over? Uh, I think like the 70s. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, oh, before so the Russians came in. Oh, so they weren't... They they didn't flee the war. They they came here to study or they came here Yeah, to, okay. I think my dad was here for like schooling and then he kind of saw the way the winds were blowing a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, and, How and then they, came back for school because he came. He came back to Afghanistan, and then was like, "Let me go back to America for school." Mm -hmm. Did your parents have an arranged marriage like mine? No, that's so oh, cool. that's fascinating. You know, I've never asked. What the hell's wrong with you? You've never don't asked? ask, don't tell, man. It's better yeah. no. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Don't ask. It's true love, man. Shut up. All right, it's always true love. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure, like you know, friends of families might have like put them in touch. I don't know. It's you know, just, what my parents was my dad was here working. And he got a job in Arizona. He got that Honeywell job. And then he called his mom and his mom was like, I got your wife. Come back. And it was that, it was that's, that quick. It's like, I got you a new phone. Uh, that, like he stood in line. That's, I don't he know. He camped out for the new wife. Isn't that absurd? Yeah. I mean, I guess everyone was doing that back then. So it yeah, wasn't yeah. that big of a deal. He was like, all right, it's fine. And they trauma bonded here. <laughs> trauma bonding. <laughs> so on the, on the topic of Afghanistan and yeah. being Afghan, uh, you get to L.A., you have a massively for the time that it came out viral video, uh -huh. the Afghan wedding. Yeah, what kind of like YouTube one point baby? Yeah, mm -hmm. this a was YouTube like one point oh fame. Two thousand six, two thousand seven. It has hit a million views. <sighs> that's the hard like million recently? though, man. That's no, like a, like a couple years back, like two years yeah, ago, maybe two, like two years ago. Um, that was a hard earned. And I remember, yeah, everybody subsequently like after that video so came out and it was capitalized on your, your ability to Last dance suit. which was not in the intro which we should put in that you're oh. a phenomenal dancer oh, you are self taught no you are a self taught for a comedian I'm you're decent. a self taught great dancer I think yeah no um, really good and so you kind of use that like you're like um, dancing well this is just kind of silly that you know yeah. it's not like it, it's like you're blown away by my Afghan dancing in this video it's yeah. just a sort of taking the air out of all the archetypes you would see at Afghan weddings, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. So I just shot on my apartment, super easy to do. I think with the Afghan wedding thing, I'm very proud of it. And it was something that I still stand by. I thought it was very funny when I did mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Um, and I can understand why a lot of people gravitated towards it, but that's just one idea I had and I'll just do whatever I think is funny. Um, I don't want to chase that one thing and, and just play. Then it feels like a job. I'd rather work at Boeing if I'm just kind of like, yeah, chasing yeah. views right yeah. and i did afghan wedding aftermath just because i thought it's so funny that like this one video does kind of well and then i play this guy who's just, it's gone to my head like i'm wearing yeah, yeah, sunglasses yeah. and i'm like <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, know because yeah. that's to me that's very funny it was about, yeah yeah <laughs> and but then also too is like i didn't put out stuff super regularly i didn't capitalize mm -hmm. on this huge um video i just kind of did things whenever yeah inspiration struck me or i wanted to do it How i do didn't really play the youtube game because you do the uh, you know, you're doing stand-up, and so you're working on the actual artistic end of it, you know, mm -hmm. building a craft and getting good at that. Um, but that's what's so strange about the internet, too. Yeah. Is like I had been doing stand-up for four or five years prior to putting that video out, yeah. mm -hmm. but to most people, that's when I existed. Mm -hmm. So and that's yeah. just the power of the internet, you know? They'll be like, right. oh, and they'll see me do all these things, and they'll feel like I got it just because of Afghan Wedding or... Oh, yeah. Like, you know, he got on that Tina Fey movie because she saw she Afghan saw Afghan, Wedding. Yeah, yeah, you know, so... <laughs> 
It's not the hours that you put in doing yeah, stand up. Like it's not the hours that you put in doing every you know traveling back and forth to these shows. Um, it's just this one video that you got lucky with, and then that's what people say is like that's yeah. your success. You know? Do you feel like you have a what is your relationship with the internet now? Uh, as far as it's powerful, you know. Um, it's been good to me. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's a yeah, it's a powerful tool. I mean, I'm on Twitter a lot. Mm-hmm. And, Every now Which, and then, by I'll the put way, on. your tweets are great. They're phenomenal. Oh, thanks. <laughs> if, if there was a metrics to measure, like the best tweets out Underappreciated, there, underappreciated, oh, well. I will say. You, you would definitely yeah. be like top five. Yeah. I don't really follow Off of just like quality? Uh huh. Yeah. Very, you have a very Within, high yeah, hit I like rate. It. Within 140 characters? Very high hit rate. That's yeah. what's great about Twitter is it really forces you to pare down your idea. Mm-hmm. And get your point across in 140 I'm like characters. Struggling on Twitter because Ali's like it's great Yo. for joke writing. Yeah, you know? I, I always say Twitter's like uh, mixtapes for comedians. <laughs> yeah, 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 just like throw this a bunch is for of the streets. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I'll, I'll be about to tweet something and I'm like, oh, this is too good. <laughs> I gotta save this for the album. <laughs> <laughs> and you just do that on set. Yeah. Um, oh man. What were you saying about well, your? Because he got me to like I was on Twitter, but I never really used he it. He doesn't much. tweet. Uh-huh. And then he was like, you gotta get on it. And then I started doing it, and then. I was like jokingly playing around with like memes, uh-huh. right? And then so like I'd do like regular jokes, right? And they'd be like, they'd be like, okay. Even if the joke is really good, that people would be like, okay. And then for some reason, if you add a photo, people just, people are like, yeah, God. Well, damn we're in it. this new I meme culture this. where every joke is when you that's that literally, moment. Literally, if you go on my Twitter, yeah. it's. That's all it is. Like, I could just take a picture of a homeless guy eating a burrito and, and be just like, say, like, that moment when, when you, you can't get into the nightclub yeah, or yeah, yeah. Oh that God. moment your girl, you When know? that guac hits you right <laughs> and you got to sit down. Like, and, like, that's it. Yeah. But that's, that's all I'm doing on Twitter. And I got to say, it's, um, it's, doing, it's doing very well. <laughs> well I, People I, really enjoy it. I encourage you to continue tweeting. Yeah. But I, what, my, my trade-off off the memes is, like, I'll use pictures of me. Oh, okay. It won't be just like uh-huh. random photos. That's kind of funny. Just like watching a guy trying to start I'm a meme. I'm memeing myself. Yeah. He's trying to get so memes. hard trying to get his Asif meme to take it's off. It's like Asif, stop trying to make your memes. And none of them are. None of them are. But they're doing okay. It's like Twitter's dying though. Like no one's really. It kind of. Everyone's is. on Instagram, Snapchat, and I love Twitter. Yeah. yeah. But there's not this explosive growth on it. Mm-mm. It's it's tough. It's tricky. Facebook I, is I, making a resurgence. What? Because of their Facebook videos and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe people are using that. Maybe, but um. You know, you, you you did a lot of road stuff. You came back. I mean, you were in L.A. You, I remember you telling me the story that you, when you first met Bobby Lee. Oh, from, yeah. From uh, Mad TV at the time. And this is the time when, like, Mad TV was really popping. It was popping. Uh, uh, what was that interaction like? How did you meet him? And So I was at the comedy store. And then I'm friends with Chris D'Elia. Mm-hmm. You know? um, so the comedy store, big for those of you who don't know anything about comedy, it's a big historical uh, comedy club on, in, Sunset. on Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood, West Hollywood, that like all the big comedians kind of just go there and mm-hmm. work yeah. out there. So you're at the comedy store. and So I'm hanging with Chris, and then <clears throat> Bobby's sitting on the steps there at the comedy store, and Chris is like, hey, this is my buddy Fahim. This is Bobby. And I'm like, hey, what's going on? And then he's just, uh, he's very inquisitive, you know, he'll he'll cut to the chase. He's like, oh, hey, what's up? Where are you from? And I'm like, oh, my parents are from Afghanistan. And he's smoking a cigarette. And he's like, do you want to be in this uh, this, uh, man TV sketch? And I'm like, like, what? This is like two minutes into meeting. Basically, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, what's the sketch? He goes, oh. So, wait, you you weren't even like, you didn't even hop on to Big. You weren't even friends with him yet. No, you didn't even just like, because if, you know. Yeah, this is the first time I've met. Like, him, like if if I was in your spot, you yeah. know, and I just got to LA, and someone's like, "Do you want to be on Mad TV?" I'm like, "Yeah, uh-huh. for sure." Like, it seems yeah. to be like what, the default what, thing that. What do you? Would but do, you right? were like, "I was like, what's this?" Yeah, you asked. <laughs> you weren't even like, "Yeah, I'll do it for sure." Yeah. It's just a very want. immigrant yeah. thing to do. Of like, it's too good to be true. Yeah, you're like, uh, tell me about it first. Well, it mm-hmm. depends too. Just like, I think for a long time I've known what I want to do, or I have a very specific sense of um, my comedic sensibilities, mm-hmm. and does this aligned with what I want to do or not. Yeah. So I was like, what's the, what's the sketch? And I forget what it was. He's like, I'm doing something in this room. And then I open up a closet and then you're, you have your shirt off and I think you have a turban on, you're sharpening a sword what? in my closet. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and then you just couldn't get it through it. He's like, wait, what? It's a you, sketch for Mad TV. You're going to be on TV, yeah, national yeah, yeah. TV. You don't, you don't want to be in the sketch. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't really want to do that. And then Chris is like, "Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't really do that." 
<laughs> and this is like you're like you're new to the comedy scene into like LA too. This is like when you're yeah yeah. yeah. That's crazy. You get oh. your first kind of like big TV gig, I guess. But Offer? in the grand scheme of things, it's like. <clears throat> Sure, when you're a kid or whatever, to be on TV seems like this big shiny thing. Yeah. But it's so common to be on TV, and it's such a blip. It's not like you're Tom Hanks. Like I'm turning down right. some Tom Hanks movie. Yeah. Right, so right, like, right. my life taking that or not taking that, mm-hmm. very completely much the, same. the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. and 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 you know, we both have this from from acting in LA. Um, do you found do you find that? saying no has helped you a lot because i find that it has helped me a lot because when i was starting oh, sure. i would get these like terrorist uh, auditions and i'm like i can't do that and then people would just your reps would be like wow it's money man what do you mean you don't want to do this yeah. or they're just so used to everybody saying, saying yes. yes that if you say no they're like well i don't understand and you have to like explain it i explain to them, to them like yeah. this is what i want to go off and for. it's this is also what I don't. You're just a terrorist for the rest of and your career. And then if they look at your IMDb and it's like, all say, that, say that you want to go out for this like legit thing. Yeah. And they're like, oh, look at this awesome guy. Let me let me look at his stuff. Mm-hmm. And just all NCIS and it's all homeland. You know, shit, yeah, yeah, homeland. Like, oh, he's he's one of these guys. He can't be the. How could he ever be Mike's friend? Yeah, you don't realize that the jobs you take kind of carve out your career. And that's kind of shitty, actually, if you're an ethnic actor, because it's like I'm. These are the roles being offered to me. If you're just a straight up actor, it's tough. It's you know, hard. like I'm a comedian, so sometimes mm-hmm. things will come through, and I'm like, eh, I don't need it. Mm-hmm. I have a show tonight. Yeah. Right. I'm doing my own things, mm-hmm. so I have that to fall back on. Where this isn't as precious. Right. Whereas if I was like, I need to eat. Yeah, I'll say Allah Akbar. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. And then ironically spend your money at Halal Guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how was that? Um, you know, do you feel like saying no might hurt too if you say no a lot? Like too many times? Um, I don't I No, I mean, if it's true to you, and then, mm-hmm. then what are you losing? You know, yeah. if you really don't want to do these things, then, then who cares? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, if you're saying maybe it'll hurt you for those same type of things yeah, of yeah. them wanting you. But yeah, there's always a reason with my nose. I don't just blank yeah. it. There's stuff I want to do. I like, you know, I like performing and I like there's certain projects, but there's a lot of people that watch this that are, that want to get into the arts and I will often get asked and I'm sure you do about like auditioning. Uh huh. I don't get that actually. No, you never get that. <laughs> yeah. like, a lot of people are like, how do you, how do you audition, man? Oh, they'll say like, how do you, I remember when I was on some of the MTV stuff, mm-hmm. they'd be like, Yo, how'd you get that? <laughs> you, could you, could you like tell them about me? As if you can just be like, like that's how I got well, it. Let me yeah. call. Like, let me pay it forward because I hit some guy up on Facebook. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you know, um, you moved to LA. You're working at Boeing. You're hanging out at the comedy store. You're hanging out at these comedy clubs. You're meeting a lot of comedians. What was that? And you're still working full time, nine mm-hmm. to five. When were you like, okay, I'm leaving engineering? Uh, how, when was like that point where you're like, I'm going to do that moment. Yeah. Did you have that like moment did, when you decide, <laughs> <laughs> can we mean my life here? I'm going to do it. I'm going to tweet it right now. When you decide not to engineer it. <laughs> yeah. Basically. And it's just, you just like, yeah, yeah. It's a picture of me and there's a black bar above here and a black bar here. <laughs> I, oh, I actually booked Chuck when I was still working at Boeing. Oh. So I said I had a family emergency and I had to go to Seattle for eight days, but I was really in Burbank shooting. <laughs> Chuck on the Warner Brothers a lot. Yeah. Filmed it. What's kind of crazy is my boss died while I was shooting it. What? He had a heart attack. He on was, the I think job? He was just jogging. No, he's just jogging one day. And so that was weird for was me. Was he old? Not really. He was like mid 40s. Oh, that's terrible. Mid 40s, maybe 50. Yeah. And then it was so strange to leave with him alive and then come back and, and he's not there. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so filmed chuck came back i was still working for a bit and then i had a few things which led me to quit i had gotten uh on the nbc standard for diversity thing i remember that so there were some colleges lined up where i'd be there's money there Mm -hmm. i'd gotten the big thing though was uh disaster date because they needed me for like three months yeah so i tried to take a leave of absence but they wouldn't let me and Mm -hmm. i tried to do everything to keep my job and still do disaster date but they wouldn't and i didn't tell them what it was for i just I kept my world separate. Mm-hmm. And that's before. So I didn't tell them, like, I got to do this MTV show. Yeah. So, so you wouldn't tell them that you have, like, these comedy shows? I don't shows. think that would have mattered. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just, like, kept my world separate. But just even, like, your, your coworkers, they didn't really nah. know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He was a private person. Private per- well, yeah. I just don't. 
want them to think that's affecting my work. Well, you didn't want them to like be like, do something from Disaster Day There's, today. Yeah, or, yeah. or it would be the funny guy. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now you got to write bits for yeah. the office. Yeah, or like, oh, well, come to your show. Or I'm just very, I like having different fahims. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So the, the Disaster Day is what's really kind of led me to, I, I, had, I had to take that time off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that kind of ends. And then you... I started hitting the bottle pretty hard. <laughs> you started doing Yo, that ends and ends with and your spiral. Yeah, early recent collaborator friend uh, Aristotle. Yeah, you start doing these uh, impressively like high quality um, short films. Some would say uh-huh. unnecessarily high quality, based <laughs> off the response. Sometimes, yeah, yeah, and from the views to production quality ratio, yeah. and that sucks, right? Because yeah. you'd be doing it. You got together with with I Ari. Think that's why we burnt out. He's a know? great director, and you guys started doing these amazing sketches. And they were like, I would say short films. They were they short films. sketches. Yeah. They, they were short, short films. Yeah, he's great. He's very talented. And then um, from there, you got made a super group. Yes. So it was the original. Fifth Harmony. Yeah, it was the original two, you and Aristotle. <laughs> he was still directing. <laughs> yeah. You bring in Asif. Uh-huh. And then Hassan, Hassan yeah. comes in as well. So uh-huh. you guys have like this like super group, the super We all comedy. have a ring. The Brown Avengers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. everyone had like a little role. Yeah. Like everyone brought like a little something. And the idea initially was let's just make really funny, yeah, interesting stuff things. Stuff that we like. And stuff we like. And stuff that's shot in that vein of like really yeah. nice, high quality stuff that, you know, could get people look at us and be like, wow, these are more than just people that play terrorists. Yeah. And to that end, we did a good job. Yeah. What burnt us out, like what he was saying earlier, was to make a sketch where I just put a scarf on and pretend to be my mom, and then you turn the camera like, around, and, and then the I pretend. Room. Yeah. That's so easy. It's almost offensive. I wanted, yeah, the whole intent of the group was that four brown dudes could have very Western... Um, comedic sensibilities and make these great sketches and, we're and they not, just happen to be four brown dudes yeah. Yeah. Like we don't have to telegraph we're not defined like we could go being. there if we want to but yeah. that's not that's not by design mm-hmm. you know and we did things that were popular and yeah. then but the issue was every time we'd meet with them they're like how do we make this a brown sketch show and like, like we, it's not they it's wanted to make it more like yeah. why can't we just have it be a show yeah yeah, and they like weren't. SNL. They don't talk about why they're so white, or <laughs> you know, they just do sketches. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just couldn't get through their brains of like, like, how do we four do brown dudes just doing regular Comedy, sketches? Yeah, yeah. It was like really they really weird. had to telegraph this message <clears throat> that yeah, and then so doing things that are that high quality. We yeah. had TV sensibilities mm-hmm. on the internet, yeah. and that's the thing. And People should have saw that and be like, put these guys on TV. They're it's not for the internet. Yeah. Um, how did you guys? How did you and Aristotle agree to be like, we're going to bring in Asif and Hassan? Because and there was like dozens and dozens of like brown comedians uh-huh. in the co- LA oh, comedy yeah. scene. How did you learn Michael's ass? <laughs> how, how were you like, were you like well, sitting the in the back? process, why? So me and Aristotle were doing things on our own for yeah. a bit. And, you know, we had a few things take off. Like, what did we do? The, the Domino's. Uh, Domino's video. Yeah. And um, I forget what else. There might have been another one. So, but it was, um, we noticed that we'd be doing these great videos, but getting no real traction, you know, we'd have a fluke pop off, mm-hmm. but then we were meeting one time and we're like, well, maybe we need a specific angle, you know, like I'm Afghan, you're half Persian and half Greek. Mm-hmm. That's just, we're just like two guys. But if we bring in like some other funny Brown guys that we like, then it's kind of like, all right, here's a specific angle mm-hmm. and we can just continue doing what we're doing. But yeah. At least there's a hook to yeah. it. And then just through doing stand-up comedy, that's how we know Asif and, and Hassan. And, mm-hmm. and we like them. And it just seemed like a perfect fit okay. to bring them into the fold, too. Yeah. So now it's like a group instead yeah. of just two guys doing things. Someday, I'll, someday we'll, we'll regroup. Yeah. Like Monty Python. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, 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 the world is awaiting for the next goat face. They're waiting, man. Yeah. And then, you, you know, you do a lot of, like, um, TV spots and then... Recently, um, I remember you telling me this really funny story about how you auditioned for the Tina Fey film, uh, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. Uh What was that whole audition process like? So when I was shooting Late Night with Seth Meyers, I was in New York, Mm -hmm. and then I got an audition for it, and they're like, can you, like, before your show, go? And I'm like, I got to focus on my late night set. I go, I can't. It's too much for me. I go, maybe I'll put myself on tape when I go back to L.A. Yeah. Go back to L.A., put myself on tape. 
and the 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 role his name is Farouk I believe in the mm-hmm. audition put myself on tape and then I don't hear anything for a bit and then they had, they like me so then I had to do a Skype a Skype audition which I've never done before that yeah. was kind of with weird. like Tina no with the directors okay okay John yeah. and Glenn yeah okay so I'm in my apartment uh I Skype them. You're like, also hey, wearing guys. pajamas, like your body yeah, yeah, interview? Basically, yeah, bottoms, bottom <laughs> half, very cash. <laughs> so then I, I do the audition over Skype. And they're like, okay, great. So that's that. I don't hear anything for a long time. I'm like, oh, I guess I didn't get it. And then I find out that I didn't get that part, but they threw, they threw me the role of Jaweed. Mm-hmm. So they're just giving it to me. You know, I don't have to read for anything. I'm like, that's yeah, cool. I, was, you know, I thought yeah. I wasn't even in this thing. And then I get on set. And then that role of Farouk, they changed the name to Fahim. Oh, <laughs> oh my so, God. Tina, did you dirty like that? Oh, I, don't know how the, I don't know how that came to be, but it's Tina, just so funny. Tina, I've worked with you before. Why would you do that yeah, to Fahim? did me dirty. God, you took, they, they they took my name, you not took me. You took his part and his name? Damn. My and they gave God. it to somebody else. It was so confusing on set. Yeah. I'd be like, Fahim. I'm like, which one? How, <laughs> how long um, was the, the shoot for? Uh, I was there for maybe like two months, I think. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, you filmed in New Mexico. Yeah. Uh, Santa Fe and then Albuquerque. How do, they, how do they turn it to Afghanistan? It's not that hard, I guess. <laughs> I, I guess not. Uh, yeah. But, like, how how was it on set? I mean, how was that experience? How was it Yeah, what's it like being on a, on a legit A lot of egos. Set? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, because, like, everyone on that, like, film was, like, an A-list, like... Yeah. You were working with Dr. Mm, Octopus. I know. Yeah. You know, he's <laughs> the sweetest dude yeah. ever. So mm. nice. Yeah. Martin Freeman, so nice. You often, fi- I often find that the people who are the most successful are usually the nicest people. Yeah. Like, I remember, because I would have nothing to do a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just walking around Albuquerque, and, and then I saw Martin Freeman. He's like, where are you going? I'm like, oh, I'm going to go get, like, a tea or something. He's like, can I join you? <laughs> and so we just go to this, like, go to this coffee shop. Yeah. And we're just drinking tea. So much tea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like... Talking, it, yeah, yeah, I'm just like talking his ear off about SNL and The Hobbit and mm-hmm. the original uh, Office and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, sweetest guy. Oh man, so you're just kicking it with Watson, uh huh. You know, and so, so I don't cool. know if I still have his number. Or if that was just for the, oh. should I call him? Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right <laughs> now, just like put your phone yeah, on yeah, the thing. Yeah. Okay, so I mean, like you're hanging out with all, all you know, just very casually offset with you know. Yeah, because you're you're in Albuquerque. There's not a ton to do. Um. Okay, so I, this just came to me. So the guy that they casted to play Fahim. Yeah, Chris. Chris Abbott. Chris Abbott. Um, great actor. Yeah. But he was a white guy. Uh-huh. Or he's not straight. I think he's like half something. And, but I don't he, know if he's Middle Eastern. Half white? He's white and half white? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but he's not Afghan. Right. So did you feel kind of slighted for a white guy to take a role of an Afghan? And take your name. And take your name. And like, not even, you know, it just kind of falls inside whitewashing of Hollywood. I think that's the norm in Hollywood, you know, like I'm sure also if you've gone out for like an Egyptian role or like, you know, yeah, Yeah. it's all interchangeable. Yeah. yeah. Well, at least in Hollywood, you know, if you're kind of within the realm, because it's very hard if, if it's like Palestinian, you got to find the Tom Hanks of Palestine. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. So, I mean, like, cause like not only was that you know, uh, an issue, but like th- there's just so many movies like, you know, gods of Egypt oh. and they had like two British guys, yeah. white guys. And they have like uh, another, um, like Prince uh, of Persia. Yeah. Prince of Persia and Exodus with Christian Bale, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, and they just keep throwing these like white people under these roles. Of, I think like, it's starting to become a thing now where audiences want to see that erased, you know, yeah. because you're seeing enough articles about it where yeah. it was back in the day. It was just part of the norm. And yeah, but now as we progress as a society, like people want to see or get as close to that ethnicity as you right. can and still hold up the, yeah. for it to be authentic. Yeah. No, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've kind of developed this alter ego character. You made your own alter ego. Yeah. You're Slim Shady. Uh-huh. Uh, and you took it out and the guy's called Lance. Yeah. It was all chance. It wasn't premeditated or anything. Mm-hmm. What happened was Willie Hunter, uh, stand-up comedian, mm-hmm. I think he's EP on the Carmichael show. Yeah. So he had some variety show in the main room at the comedy store. And he, he wanted, he called me up and he, he wanted me like to dance on it as mm-hmm. a musical guest, just to come out and dance. And I'm yeah. like, that's weird. <laughs> if I just come out as and a dance for five dance, minutes, it's kind yeah. of like sad. So I was like, uh, that's kind of weird. If I do that, I go, what about, what if I dress up as, as like a character and do it? Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, that's fine. 
because Lance, that get up existed for Dirty Breaking that we do with Melissa, that, that short sketch. Film. Right. So I dressed up like that. I did, I did this dance number to Chromeo in the main room. It was great. Very funny, and then I'm just floating around. There's three showrooms in the comedy store: right. the main room, belly room upstairs, and the OR. Mm-hmm. And so I'm still dressed like this. And one of the door guys is like, "Hey, um, open mic's going on. Nobody's really. Do you want to go up?" And I go, "Yeah, sure." <laughs> and so I'm about to go on, and I'm dressed like this, and I'm like, in my head, I'm like, "Do I do an accent or do I not?" I go, "I got to do an accent. Otherwise, yeah. it makes no sense. Otherwise, it's just like, what the fuck happened to?" Yeah, me? I can't just yeah. like be dressed like that. And be like, "Hey, how are you guys doing?" Uh, <laughs> like, I have a mullet. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, "What'd you do today?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I go up there. And there's maybe five, seven people in the crowd, very late night. Mm-hmm. And I kind of start crushing. Or there's this laugh that's different than laughs when you do jokes. You know, you can still do well with Yeah, when like you do jokes. like seven people and you're doing a joke and it does well, you know, it's not like a huge laugh. It'll be like a laugh of like, that's a great joke. That's going to do yeah, amazing uh, when you I get like, an actual audience. Right. But, but this, this is different. Of, this cut through that. Mm-hmm. It was kind of these laughs I was getting were sort of like when you're with your brother or sister growing up and it's like gut laughs. Yeah. Gut, like you're yeah. not, th- there's nothing to think about. No. It's just, uh, yeah, it's immediate. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> no, not really. They see me and they don't want the hard time. <laughs> so it planted the seed with me and then I did it sporadically, maybe like every two months or, here and there, I there would were like do it. Bigfoot sightings. Like I would be around, yeah, and yeah. then like I'd see you at the improv and be like, "Oh God, this is happening!" And then <laughs> I, it just got more and more legs. And then I'm like, "Let me do this with more regularity." And I started doing it every week. Mm-hmm. And and once I started to do it every week, it, it kind of got refined. And did you I initially kinda, kinda start with jokes, or did you always have it be? No, it was always improv. improv. Yeah. Now I'm kind of I'm gear. I have some jokes. I'm starting oh, to. But this is like two years in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, now my thing is kind of like dance, maybe do a canned joke here or there just to kind of get the temperature of what what the guy's about mm-hmm. so they don't feel so threatened yeah, yeah. when I come out with the questions and stuff. Mm-hmm. So once I dance, do a few canned jokes, and they're like, they warm up to you. They're like, and we like, they have to adjust to your yes, character. because if they want to play, it's going to be great. Yeah, it's going to yeah, be a great yeah, show. Yeah. Like if, they, if, if there's questions on questions and right. people are lobbing questions to Lance, it gets it's, really it's going to be great. so fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it if, they're, if they're kind of like, because sometimes I'll, I'll do it like... Uh, and they'll, they'll just be like, like they don't want to say anything. Oh, because they're And scared. the coal of the choo-choo is yeah. questions. So if you're not lobbing questions, it's, it's, it's tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lance doesn't want to rely on his material. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, not, it's not fun that way. Okay, so like, uh, just to give people an example, you're Fahim, you're answering questions like a normal human being. Right. Right? It's just a thoughtful human being. If Lance was doing a podcast and he, he, the, we're going to lob him a question, uh-huh. like... Um, uh, what's, what's what's next for you? What's what's the next big moves for? Yeah, Lance? what's what's happening in, yeah, in Hollywood for you, Lance? What's your what's it's like so much? I can't keep up. Like my schedule, like my <laughs> iCloud is like blowing up. Like I need to get a new iPhone because it's overheating. Because there's just so many events, just like ding ding all the time. It's like auditions, meetings, movie shootings, like independent and big budget. Like I do everything. So, do you find it hard for yourself, Lance, when um? You're, you go into these auditions, you know, is it hard it's for you It's just like to, a lot of hot girls. You no, know, there's like stuff? a door. It's very easy to get in. It's like super easy. Sometimes it's already open, so I don't have to twist. <laughs> but yeah, I go in there. I slate my name. Usually I get the part after I go Lance Canstopolis and they just give it to me. Yeah. <laughs> and the part. Okay. So that, that, that would oh be basically. God. And then you have another character as well. Um, Stu. Stu Swanson. Yeah. Stu Swanson. Stu, yeah. He's yes. a terrifying comedian. He's. <laughs> Because it's so dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's so like. But with the cruise ship glossy veneer, though. So explain, I like that juxtaposition. Of, mm-hmm. So explain what, what is like this cruise ship comedian? What, what, what is. Um, what, who was this guy born out of? This was. I would do it on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I would think of these like really corny jokes mm-hmm. that I could never say as me because they're so bad. Yeah. But I'm like, if I do it as this character, like it's kind of warranted. Mm-hmm. Then it, it's the element of I'm able to say it now. Mm-hmm. Like I think one of them was. On my Instagram, I would do like, uh, yeah, have you guys heard about Fifty Shades of Grey? Hmm? <laughs> this movie, Fifty Shades of Grey. Well, that's how many colors my wife looked at before remodeling our kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're so yeah. bad, but yeah. like in that voice, you're like, of course that guy. Yeah, that character that would joke. do that. He would <laughs> yeah, make yeah. that. 
So, <laughs> so I would do, do that on Instagram, and then my buddy was like, oh, I love, I love Stu. I love, like, mm -hmm. have you ever done him on, on stage? Yeah. And I go, I don't really have enough. I don't really do enough. Uh, I don't have enough of those to string together into yeah, a set. Yeah, yeah. But then I had been doing it a while, and I had enough finally. So then I did it on his show. And it was kind of like those type of popsicle jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I had a few dark ones. But the dark ones really hit? Yeah. I've just learned that the best way to, to do it is just to have that guy doing super dark jokes. Yeah. Like, that's the game. Yeah. Because I would do the popsicle ones, and then they just kind of like, like they okay, get a little bit of laughs. a fun character or whatever. But if you just do that polar opposite, it's way more powerful. Yeah, it's, it's so just great. So, you know, like, both of you guys know, like, comedy is... It's, extremely tough business to get into you know yeah. have you ever like i don't know if it's a hard business to get into it's a hard business to, to stay, stay into. In. Stay in, you don't yeah. know how much of a mental game it is yeah. you need to be you got to cope mentally Brian fortified yeah, yeah 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 so what do you mean by that there's just so many it's not an easy business it's mm -hmm. like i like to think of it as sort of there's like, a lot of rejection involved yeah. yeah and you just have to have a strong head otherwise so many things could take you off course or just take you off the deep end mm -hmm. you got to stay focused and work on what and you're eyes doing. on your own paper yeah because like other people will get things and then like that's very toxic mm -hmm. if you fall down that rabbit hole like, of like why I'm is he be getting that, that thing and yeah and then like how good your comedy gonna be if you're just like trying to keep up with other human people being. yeah yeah have you ever like felt or gotten to a point where you're like considered quitting where you're like i think i tried it's not i think maybe after boeing it was harder or that was kind of uh because the, I, the jobs kind of ran out a little bit <laughs> yeah this biz is very cyclical cyclical yeah. it goes yeah. up and down mm -hmm. you know and you have to kind of go through that roller coaster you a few times before lumps. you realize that like oh this is just part of the thing and mm -hmm. i'll be back up again it's fine my and, only thing was let me sort of check in at myself at the end yeah. of each year if I'm mm -hmm. further along than I was the year before. That's the whole thing, yeah. Then I'm on it's the right working. track. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And that was kind of my, my own little personal litmus test. Yeah, it's the same thing I did, yeah. Yeah. So it's never been like, this is not, this is, I made a mistake. I mean, this if, wasn't. Yeah. No, because I'm so felt. happy too, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. Um, so you mentioned like in an interview with LA Times um, back, I think it was a couple years ago, um, you said... And this is a quote, having a dream like this is very fragile. Uh, it's very easy for people to write it off. It's better to keep it to yourself. So, and I feel like you're, you're talking about comedy. Do you want to kind of elaborate that? Was that like your dream of like, you don't want to share your dreams of where you want to be with comedy or? Just to the average person, you know, yeah. most people are afraid to jump or they think the world is a certain way. You get a job, you work at it. It's not and all fun it. and games and. So because they're not doing what they want to do, it's easy to just um, think yours is nonsense. So mm. when I was working at Boeing, you know, I don't tell people that I do comedy or, or if I'm in an Uber or something. or yeah. I don't tell them I do because it's so easy for them to poke holes in it. Or even if they don't say anything and they, and they say they're supportive and there's this part of you where if you're not famous and you say you're a comedian, people are like, you no, can tell not. that they think you're delusional. Like yeah. I'm a rational guy. Yeah. So... If I tell someone I'm a stand-up comedian, let's say this is like five years ago, where yeah. I'm good, but maybe I have no credits or mm -hmm. nobody really knows who I am, and I say, yeah, I do stand-up, they're like, oh, this guy. I know in their, in their mind, they're like, oh, this guy's delusional. I think because a lot of people, when they think of comedian, they're like, well, he's not being goofy right well, now. Well, because it takes nothing to say you're a comedian. Well, right. Like a homeless guy can say he's a comedian, <laughs> yeah. and, and he has the same title as you. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's not like Boeing where you have to get like a degree. Yeah, he can't say he's a doctor or he no. can, you know, but people are like, I know he's not a doctor. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. But I feel like, you know, people could have taken like a weekend improv class and then they get a little certificate. But at the end of the day, that means nothing as well to be like a comedian. You know? well, it's just so vague, that yeah. title. That, yeah. No, I agree 100% just because like I don't tell people I'm a filmmaker because it's like every YouTuber now is like a filmmaker mm -hmm. you know and everybody it, is a comedian i kind of know who i can tell this to or yeah. i'm just protective of my dreams and aspirations mm -hmm. yeah it's, it's on need to know basis i'm the same some way. people are different they're just like they'll do comedy like i'm a comedian you come to my show and blah, blah, nah. blah. Yeah. yeah yeah you know what i do um, when i'm on an airplane um i don't tell people that i'm a comedian i yeah. tell them i'm an engineer every time oh, i honestly I, tell them i work at abbott labs because that's what my cousin does uh -huh. and the conversation ends. Stops. no yeah, no <laughs> A hundred percent. Because I made that mistake twice of being like, I'm a comedian. And then it's just like a bunch the door, of, man. Yeah. And I, I do the same thing. A hundred percent. I have a question though. Cause like, uh, it seems like on the internet, there's more 
it's more you can get more popularity or more views as a comedian if your video is not of you doing a well-crafted joke but of you uh and the title is uh comedian destroys heckler <laughs> Uh, it's you guys can Google. This is weird. Like people yeah, have like yeah, great there's jokes. Subculture. There's like comedian. people have great jokes, and then they'll get people mediocre views. People want to see like that angry. Com- it's like seeing a street fight, but through comedy. Yeah. And have you ever had a sort of like a heckler? What's like your worst heckler story? Heckler story. Uh, there's one. There's a Lance one on YouTube. Oh, really? Yeah. But I feel like Lance is but like Lance a can character. Handle that. It's not like directly, right. he, but at he you. dealt with it. Though he looks for hecklers, kind of. You know? uh, he doesn't look for it. Yeah. No, no. But, but he's a quick. He ha- yeah, he can handle it. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Uh, one, t- I don't remember the specifics of it, but I mm. think one time I was at the comedy store. I had basketball shorts on because I came <laughs> after this this game. You know, a late night game. Yeah, and then I was having a good set. <laughs> yeah, but there was like one guy in a fedora. Oh, it's always a fedora guy. Always a fedora. He was just guy. like lobbing the. He was just being disruptive. I I forget the specifics of it. Yeah, but he was just kind of being an asshole. And then I was just barbing back with him, and then, and then I was like, at the at the end, I got like a standing ovation. You know, just because wow. I was going at it with this yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, oh, well, what's that? Why is everyone standing? I go, am I funny? <laughs> it seems to be opposing to the thoughts you had earlier. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, so yeah. that was kind of a nice, a nice moment. <laughs> so it doesn't really happen on the off, uh, often, very often where... No, not really. Have... Straight up hecklers. No. No. So right now you are preparing for your comedy special. Uh-huh, yeah. Is there a, a certain day, time that you have set to film for us to fill up the... Of the audience? Yeah. I think November 16th. Okay. Where are you shooting it? The Alex Theater in, in Glendale. LA? Yeah. Oh, Glendale. Nice. Mm. Do, you feel like you sh- do you feel like you're over... Because my brother saw you do an hour, and it's hard to... You don't really see your friends do an hour yeah. when you're in town. Yeah, everything's brother, like 15 minutes 15 max minutes out here. Right. Here. So my brother saw you do an hour, and he's like a comedy head, and he was like, the guy's fucking awesome. How long do you feel like you've had an hour? So long, man. I've been trying to get rid of this for a long time, like this particular hour, you know? So it's kind of nice that it's coming up, and I can just be done with it and, and move on. It's sort of like clearing space on your phone. You can yeah. concentrate on the new, because you have to keep these plates spinning. Like, I've had these jokes... And it's an hour worth of material, so it's like I, I got to keep them fresh enough to where I can still do them for the special or wherever the home is, and it's a special now. Um, but so it's hard to like accrue new knowledge, and it's just a lot of bits to keep a track of. Where if you retire an hour, it's like okay, now I can just focus consciously focus on these bits right here. Yeah. So that's kind of nice. I'm looking forward to just clean slating. Is there a possibility that uh, Lance or Stu could pop up? In the uh, maybe I don't know. Um, you know, I did the documentary and I wanted I wanted to put that in it. I don't know if they'll let me or I'm still gonna push for that or pull what for network? It. Can you say or no? I think it's for CISO. Ooh. Oh, nice. Ooh. Okay, very cool. That's exciting. And if you guys haven't checked out the Lance documentary, the link will be in the description. You can check out Goat Face sketches and Go. all all that stuff will be in the description. You guys can really binge on and like the worst time to binge is at like 2 a.m because mm-hmm. you're just gonna be like pissing yourself you know you got <laughs> shit to do in the morning comedy seems to be to work well at that witching hour of like 2 oh, a.m yeah, by yourself for sure. yeah if you try that like certain things certain like videos and stuff you'll see like at 2 a.m you'll be like this is the funniest thing I've ever <laughs> and then you show it to your friends like at oh, 3 p.m yeah, yeah. and they're just like watching it over your shoulder and you're just like i mean that what that's the worst like, that happens in every like office job mm-hmm. yeah is the the YouTube over the shoulder game. Mm. It's so hard, like, man. Yeah, especially when they're not laughing. You just gotta sit through that three minutes. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I've I've gotten to the point now where like if I if they're not laughing at that first joke, I'm like, okay, never mind. No, yeah, I'll send. Oh wait, this, this isn't it. Yeah, oh, never mind. I just <laughs> take, close take, laptop, take the phone away, and it's. I remember over. one time somebody sent me. I was at work. One coworker sent me the like the Ahmed the dead terrorist no, thing. My oh my god. god. And then I'm so I'm just like, like this fucking racist shit. <laughs> And then afterwards, they're like, I hope he doesn't tell HR about it. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the moment. Like, He's like, um, that was a mistake. Like flashing, like, they're oh, like, no. I'm going to lose my job specializing <laughs> in bolts on this. Oh, God. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> All right, Fahim, thank you so yeah, much. man, thanks for having for me. For coming back yeah. and kicking with us. Anytime. Um, all of this stuff is in the bio. Everything. Everything. And check out those hilarious tweets. Give it a retweet. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah man. And right, my memes and my shitty memes. <laughs> Thank you so much, bro. Yeah, of course. Appreciate it. Great. That that was a great episode. Can I just say 
Alfred Molina, he was right. I think of him as Dr. Octopus. I, it's sad that, you know, you don't really see him outside of any other character but Doc. I can't li- list another I think because I saw that... him at that particular time in my life. Like, I, when those but Spider-Man was, was movies came like out. his biggest film? I think commercially, yes. But no. artistically, he is... He's a phenomenal actor, yeah. and watch his other stuff. He's yeah. incredibly talented. Don't let Dr. Octopus let be the only reason that you know Alfred Molina. Yeah. He's tremendous. I'm just a little salty or that he, um, I don't, he didn't particularly brown face in Whiskey Tango Foxtrot, but he did play in Afghan, which that always just, that bothered you a little that bit. always bothers me well, whenever, but anyways, well, that's, if you ever see him, you can be like, entire, hey, Dr. Octopus, and I'm sure that will bother him. Yeah, that's an entire different podcast um but i i really like this episode where um it it just showed the like thought process Mm -hmm. that goes behind the the decision making that a lot of these comedians go and the difference between a successful comedian and someone that has a you know like a short burst of a career or someone like for him that's been working consistently and just rising to the top yeah um but also i want to know in the comments guys what are your favorite movies that um have white people playing people of color yeah, mine would have to be... Mine's Prince of Persia. Prince of I said Persia. that in the podcast, and I yeah. feel like... Because that one is like, you know, is Disney spending as much money as possible to make Jake Gyllenhaal see in Persia. Yeah, there's so many films. There's so many films. I don't even want to, like, unravel that. Do you think to do character research, um, Jake Gyllenhaal just went to a bunch of, like, Persian restaurants? He just went to Westwood. <laughs> and just, like, had, like, a plastic sword, and he's like, okay. This is what... This is what this feels like. Iranian must be like uh, some, <laughs> you know, something ridiculous. But um, you guys have been awesome. Thank you so much for watching. This Thank you set. for supporting. Thank, Thank you for making us the number one podcast. Oh in my the world. god, we are legit. Like, uh, like either we are already the number one podcast on YouTube, or we are We're like there. We're getting like. There. Two, three steps away. And then. that's because of you. You supported us. You're making us not look like liars. And yeah. we thank you. And you thank know, you for uh, you know hitting like on our Facebook thing. And, you, and you've supported us even with this awful haircut that I have. Look at him, man. He still has his haircut. You'd think he'd put a wig on and have some shame at this point. But I was he's actually still thinking. It. I was actually looking for a hat. Oh, man. But I forgot I gave my hats away. I did a giveaway and they gave my hats away. You look like you, you, it, you just tell people you watch the night of. Oh. And you got inspired by a, a show about someone in jail, a brown yeah. dude in jail, and you're like, you know what? I'm gonna do this. I, I could, I could say that, you know, and that's what did inspire me for this haircut. <laughs> but hair you grows. You went to supercuts, and you're like, give me the night of, give me the Nasir Khan <laughs> look, you know. And they're like, say no more. They're like, zip, zip. say no more. Um, yeah. But yeah, thank you guys so much. Check out last week's episode yes. with the one, the, the only, Pussy Tube. Pussy Tube. Yusuf Aracat. What's that new tat about? Yeah, it that was. was yeah, we, we didn't really get into it, and I'm glad. I we completely forgot I'm to glad. get into. I think I think it would have been it was unnecessary. Yeah, yeah. Um, and check out our other episodes too. Yeah. Check out our ones with Just Rain, Yuna, Nathan Zed, and Victor Pope Jr. with Zach and Walid. Uh, we have a whole great catalog of interviews. Also, let us know what you think in the comments of of Ali's haircut, and about me going to India. Oh, and um, this yeah, will be if you, any of you guys live in India, let me know. I'm going to be in Hyderabad and this Mumbai. This is your last week yeah. um, for the month of September that let you'll be on the podcast Yeah, until we hit like maybe early October. I'll be back on the 28th. Yeah, so you'll be out for like two, three episodes, mm-hmm. but then you'll be back. I'll be back, baby. Okay. Looking better than ever. We'll be, um, we'll miss your comedic charm because I don't know if I can carry. And my overt sexuality? Yes. I feel like we're going to lose a big female yeah. viewership because they're Let's like be Asif is not there they want to smash and it's just like I'm too busy no. <laughs> and nobody's DMing me the, I've requested several times no one's sliding in no it's fine man it happens it happens to everyone but thank <laughs> That's you it. we will I will see you next, next week. week I'll see you the next week after next week alright I'm Asif this is Ali Belouche goodbye thank you guys so much this is the apartment and uh quick and our producers god damn it I hate them bastards. so much and we have to re- talk about them every time because they produce the show. They produce the show. Everyone, everyone wants to be like Ali and Asif. You ask brilliant questions, which I do. I do ask brilliant questions. And it's like Asif, you look fucking phenomenal. They You're say, getting more ripped every episode. I've had to delete a few of those comments because they were just getting too much. It was yeah. just like too much thirst on on our on our comments. But we do have help mm-hmm. with our producers. Help us structure these questions. They help us guide. And the who interview. are they? Um, Imran Jaykhan. Should we mention them? We should. Imran Jaykhan. And Sumer Khan. And Sumer Khan. And they're not related. They are not. Um, but they, they actually do a lot. They do. You know? And th- they've helped us. And if you guys, we do have a mailing address. So if you want to send us cool please, shit. Please send us like artwork 
or like things that you you think we should put on the fucking uh, on uh, behind we us? We might, you know? we might not. No. I'm just saying, if you got some good stuff, let me know. You know we'll I mean? consider it. We'll see the, the quality of it, and we'll if it's good enough, we'll put it on. Send us fan stuff. Send him, you know, Photoshop him into the night of. Do something. It's a We're new, interested. We check the email. Send, Honestly, you should do that. Photoshop us, him into the night of. Shirts. That would be great. Send us new shirts, man. Yeah, a lot I've of people been, comment that we wear the same shirts. It's because we only have three shirts. So yeah. if you have a shirt, mail us. Yeah, man, this podcast ain't doing as good as we're turning this podcast into a goodwill like an (laughs) internet goodwill uh but that's it guys thank you so much for your support as always this is the apartment Mm -hmm. goodbye